Andal here, and this is my sister Mary, and we're Drunken Sisters Review. Mm -hmm. And in this video, we are going to review The Witcher, the game, the book, the show. I almost said movie. <laughs> and this is one that I think is a good one for us to do right now because it's pretty fresh, I think, in both of our minds. Both the show, the books, and the game. Yes, overall. both. <laughs> All. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I can count. Just so you know, bottle of half a wine, we're on our fourth and fifth uh, shots of tequila. That's right. <clears throat> and I heard recently that Netflix, and I heard I watch a lot of Netflix, Netflix has announced that there's second definitely season. going to be a second season. They are recording it right now, I think. Or really? they might even be editing it at this point. I don't know at that stage. But I did watch their little, little jokes of... Uh, extracurricular content. Oh, I didn't see that. I'm yeah, they have it. extra content. And there are some really cool things in there, but they're too short. Like, it's like five minutes. Five I have minutes, watched those like, where they had the actors read from the books. That was cool. I did not watch that. It is really cool to see Henry Cavill. Um, to see Henry Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> to a certain degree with the Witcher books, to oh, tie right. back into what we're actually supposed yeah. to be talking about. Um, you're missing some nuances in the show, but the show actually stays pretty close to. I think they did. I think they got the um, essence mm -hmm. very good. Now, and obviously, they changed a lot of uh, little things. Little things. A lot of the details. I feel sad that they had to change the the genie joke. Oh, you're gonna have to specify that one. Okay, so the vanishing word in the book is. Not what. It's not a banishing word. It's his wish. And the genie's really mad at what he wishes. Well, in the, in the oh, that show. might have been in the book, too. I've, okay. I have read the first three books. Oh, then you don't remember. It's in one of the. It's either book one or book two. Book two? With the genie. Yeah. Okay. I think. But yeah. so. Okay, so spoiler. Ignore this part. Um. Come back in a few moments, or like ten seconds. He yells, "Go fuck yourself!" to the the genie in a in a, the genie in another language that he had learned this phrase from a priestess somewhere. Wait, wait, that's the that's not the final wish, is it? No, that's the first wish. Okay, because I'm like, that's so that's not when the the genie disappears because he basically ordered him to go. Then why does him. it hurt? And yeah, so sure. the. Well, maybe a second wish. I don't remember. But, like, that's... He uh, orders him to go fuck himself. So the, the genie comes back super fast. No, because the second wish is to explode his head. Oh. To explode the jailer. So maybe he just goes away. No, he hurt... Oh, that's right. He hurts Yasker. Um, because he tells him that he wants him to... No, 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 no. That's in the show. Um, he hurts Yasker because Yasker's trying to control him, and he hasn't realized that the Witcher's the one who's in control of him. Uh, they so, don't explain that in the story. Yeah, they do. So he, um... It's it's kind of implied. Oh. Um, so he's trying okay. to kill Yasker before Yasker can make a wish, and that's when Witcher yells, "Go fuck yourself!" Mm. So the the genie has to leave and go do as he's commanded. Oh. And that's why he comes back super angry. And everybody like every time he he or like everybody's like, "What what banishing spell did you use?" And he he says the words, and they're like, "Oh God." Remember that, but I don't remember getting that. <laughs> so I'm kind of sad. I have to reread that book now. <laughs> I'm kind of sad that wasn't in the show. Yeah, 
Um, I will say the show does stay really close. A lot of people complain about the switching back and forth between past book. and present. That's the book. They were following that's the, the book. book. They do they do that in the book. So that's where I think a lot of that essence of the show. Well, there are a lot of details that do get changed. A lot of a lot of things that um, they felt either they had to change or they felt would make a better fit for probably American audiences. Let's not lie. It's probably mm. trying to fit for that war to what producers and the money wanted in the film or in the, in the film in the show, show. <laughs> um i will set the movie too um wanted in there as well but all in all i think they do a really good job uh putting that together i think the the show actually does a better job of humanizing Yennefer, mm-hmm. um, which is is really interesting, and, and there's a lot that you can go into with Witcher. Witcher, in all of its formats, is very uh, complex and and problematic and wonderful, mm-hmm. all at the same time. There's a lot of stuff, and like I said, I've only read three of the books. I don't know. I'm on the fourth, so we haven't gotten through the whole no, series. No, and. and I, my understanding is that the series was actually written in the 80s as well. We're kind of introductory into the book world on this one. I mean, when you really think about it, I'm sure there are many of the Witcher fans that go back to the beginning who are like, you guys are little babies and how dare you discuss this series. And I respect that, um, but we're new to this. This is something that's introductory to us and in and, 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 and many ways, and we're not going to be dogmatic. Honestly, we're not really dogmatic about anything. No. And so, to be fair, we have read three of the books right we, we have, have played the games um Watch well she's played one i've played yeah, two tried to play three but my computer does not like working with the second one so i, I keep having glitches that keep me from yeah. playing it so we have we have a lot of things to review in this particular thing a lot of things to comment on a lot of distractions to get um and, and sidetracks to take having okay when i played the game i hadn't read any of the books i would only i'd seen the show but i hadn't read any of the books and the character yennefer is very different um in the show mm-hmm. in particular than she is in the movie you mean the game or the game mm-hmm. in the game why movie keeps popping up? She is more like the Jennifer in the, the book. books. In the the game, game is not like the books or the show. Like it has. See, I feel like the Jennifer in the game feels a lot more like the Jennifer. Now, I think her personality is more like the book. She's very caustic. Yeah. In in these two. Like Versus yeah, she's very the, dry. Very whereas the, I feel like the. Where she's the, just dry. She's legitimately mean and vindictive. Yeah. Whereas I feel in the, in like the, the one on the show. She's humanized. Yeah. More. She's also really dramatic compared to compared to what she is in the game and the book. She's not overly dramatic compared to other characters per se. I don't know if I'd say that. I kind of disagree with that that vibe. I feel like I feel like the game and the book. She's still an incredibly strong character, and she's still an inc- all three of them. She is a bitch. And no, I hate her uh, need for the like. She's like, give up the. I give up my uterus, and I'm good for the power. Oh, I want babies. What I think is frustrating in this character in particular is that this character, she does not at any point in any of the formats make a decision that she has not thought out um there 
she doesn't do anything without knowing what it means now and what it means in the future. And so for her to come back and be like, all, I saw this dead baby and now I want babies. Like, yeah, it's a deeply oversimplification of the situation. Like, I can understand coming back and looking back forward and saying like, you know, I made a mistake. I understand now that this is what I would want more and what it means and blah, blah, blah. But I still feel yeah, like the first character yeah. wouldn't see it that way. And she'd be more the type that's like... To accept I, her consequences. And adopt. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that too. That that's more of the obvious things, she really things wanted to raise a child... And, and that's what Siri is sort of kind of be. You would think at the very least after interacting with Siri, she'd be like, Oh, yeah, adoption. <laughs> But this woman is almost two hundred years old, right? To most of the math I can figure out, she can. And she would like in, in the game, like, especially. You don't see it as much in the show and in the book, but there are orphans all over the freaking place. All over the place. Um, it's been war for a very long time. But I feel time. like when you listen to the things she says about other circumstances, it's kind of like there are consequences to your choices. You accept the consequences. Yeah, you deal with this it. Thing, this one, she's like, it wasn't my fault. You know, I made the choice. It's your fault. Her life, and we must change it. And that's what everything's yeah, about. Yeah, and it just doesn't, she's not that type of character <laughs> in my mind to sit down and be that person that's like, my decisions are not my fault. Every other thing seems to be like, I made a decision, the consequences are mine, and I will move on. You know what I mean? But this particular thing, in all of the formats that I've seen, have been like, like, I came in late, because in Witcher 3, it's already over, oh. that aspect of it. She's already raised Siri and Siri is her daughter. But, like, it, it's like, particularly in the show, really emphasizes it. And so far in the first three books that I've read, it's, it's more there, but it's not to that. Yeah, extent. they're starting to show that they haven't gotten into a lot of the deeper connections. Right, and so it's like it, that one thing is somehow not her fault, even though she knew what was happening and what that choice would be. And um, she was warned, and like especially in the show, people are like, "You may not want to do that." You know the cost of this. Mm -hmm. You know what will happen if you make this choice. Right. I know, just do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so she made a choice. Yeah. So it, I think that's, in the, in the show in particular, that's the most problematic for me. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and I think part of that has to say, as far as, because in the games and in the books, there's definitely other things as a woman that are problematic. Um... Not as many as in other things I've read, but um, definitely, I think, from... There's, yeah, there's a little bit more of the male fantasy in the game in the book. Absolutely. Um, but... More so the game more than so the, the book. More so the game than the book. The book has some problems, and there's two in particular that I can think of right off the top of my head. The move or the game, in particular, has the cliché stuff that most yeah. games do. Um, but in the um, the, the show is, is uh, created by a woman. Mm -hmm. And so largely influenced from that. And, and in part, I think that's where you see a lot more of that humanization of Yennefer. Yes, she is still a bitch. Yes, she is still absolutely stubborn and cold and calculating and she wants what she wants, and she will 
not mm -hmm. compromise, period. But she is human mm -hmm. in a way that I feel like is not as well expressed in the books. You For also sure. have to under think about this too. This is not a modern era. Right. This is not a world set in our world where we have the luxury of safety, security, home, hearth, food, clothing, any of that. This is a world that everything, everything is fought and bled and struggled for. And if you go back not that long in human history, which is obviously the era that this is coming from, you would find a lot more human beings that way. And um, so it's easy from our our standpoint to look back at her and be like, well, she's not very nice. <laughs> well, I want to say on this too, like as you pointed out, this was written in the 80s originally in another country. In a country that was taken over by another country that had fought wars, had had some... This is a very complex book when you put it into our own And society. Jennifer is Antrist, and Siri are complex female characters, which is something a lot of writers struggle with even today, yeah. for creating complex female characters. And uh, in so if you watch Netflix and you're a nerd like me and you like all the extras, so Netflix did just in the last few weeks put up, I guess maybe in the last month or so, depending on when this posts, <laughs> um, we, and Netflix put up a series of specials to essentially announce that a second season of Witcher is coming out, and so they're kind of making of and a little bit background on the show that they made, and so they talk, in my opinion, honestly, as a giant nerd, not enough about it, because they're very short little things, like, they do, like, the making of each episode, which is, like, five minutes long, and I'm like, you could super go into more than this. <laughs> and they go, and then there's another little series that they do that's kind of about the making of the show in general. And they talk a little bit, very briefly, um, about the complexity of the female characters and the strength of the female characters. Because when these came out, the, char the female characters are very atypical. Mm -hmm. They're atypical for now. Mm -hmm. To have women who are absolutely unapologetically stubborn and bitchy, and that's okay, and they're the love interests, and they're powerful people. Mm -hmm. And the male characters are not, not necessarily upset about them exactly. being bitches. And they are not, and the male characters are not subjugated either, because that happens too, so much of the time. And they had asked, uh, Andrzej, the author, how he decided to write such strong women's, women's, women's <laughs> women, and apparently he had said, well, I guess you never met my mother. <laughs> and that was all there was to it. He's like, I don't understand. And, and I think that makes a lot because he grew up in a country that had been, the men in particular, had been devastated by war. Mm -hmm. And so there were so many more women who took over absolutely all of the responsibilities. And his mother was one of these women that had to take on so many more responsibilities. And it was like, and honestly, if you're that woman who everything has been devastated, 
where you're taking care of your kids and working and feeding them and doing literally everything to keep your household physically alive and still existing in a culture that uh, downgrades your uh, <clears throat> contribution to it you're gonna be kind of bitchy and you're gonna be damn stubborn and and i think that kind of is a reflection of this in, in a lot of ways and and obviously simplification of the situation but i mean that makes i thought that was really interesting where he's like all he had to say was you didn't meet my mother yeah and i was like okay in the books there were two places in particular that i had problems with um reading that uh, one of them was in the story where they're hunting the dragon mm -hmm. so in the story the story where they're hunting the dragon in the show so spoilers if you haven't done any of it versus the book is a little different and in the book um our main characters Yennefer, Geralt, and Yaskier get captured mm -hmm. and Yennefer is almost raped and her shirt is ripped open and she's exposed and Yasker is staring at her with her breasts exposed and she's telling him to stop and he's like well I'm gonna see what I'm gonna see because I'm gonna die. Yasker is definitely a less enjoyable character in the books than he is in the game or the show. I would say I enjoy his character the most in the show. Yeah. Because he seems to be a more mature character which is saying a lot if wow. you watch yeah. the show. Um, <laughs> There are very questionable things he does in both incest and both the games and mm -hmm. the books that make you like, you're kind of a sleazebag. Oh, yeah. Whereas he's definitely a sleazebag. In the show, he's a player, but he... he he's harmless. In yeah. A, you know, he's like, I mean, I'm like, gonna, he's not I'm gonna, like, if you're willing, I'm willing too. Huzzah. Like, he's still... But... Like, when he talks about how he's going to rewrite the story of what happened, even though he sympathizes with the... Elves, he's going to write the song so that it's yeah. anti-elf. You know, he's still not a great guy. No. Um, he's not a hero. Yeah, Jasper does a lot of really icky things in all formats. They all do, do icky things. things. But in, in particular in the books, they all do icky things. But they're they not they kind of discuss people. most of the time in the book when they're doing icky things. Like, I know I'm not doing something right. Yeah. You know... I'm intentionally, like, I'm making the choice to be an ass. See, I feel like Geralt really does. Yeah. And Geralt really thinks about, and I think in most of the formats, Geralt really thinks about everything. Yasker's the does. one that gives the least thought to his ickiness. Yeah. And so, so, like, you know, you want to like him because he's funny and sometimes he's really cute and sweet. But then he does some really icky things. Yeah. And so, as a whole, I'm not the biggest Yasker fan. I love how they play him in the show. Mm -hmm. I love bits and pieces of him in the game and the book. Right. He, he's the guy that is going to be, if you're at a party, he's going to be one of these guys. Like, hey, right. how are ya? But, uh, yeah, Geralt thinks about absolutely everything he does. The other thing that bothered me <laughs> was um, actually the first instance when he meets, and I don't re remember her name right now, but she's in she's in this game. Mm -hmm. Tris? Not Tris. Mm. Um, the, the, the doctor. Medic. The medic. Yeah. Um, How can I remember her name? <sighs> it's know. a really simple name. It too. is, yeah. But she's a cool character. She's a really powerful character. And in the book you meet her and she's in basically medical school. 
And um, she meets Geralt, uh, and she's 17 in the book, and he's 100, yeah. 90. And they have sex about 20 minutes after they meet. And that's one of those things where you're just like, Mm. Uh, no, like, mm-mm, like, mm, so not cool. Shawnee? Shawnee. Shawnee, yeah, something like that, yeah. S-H-A-N-I. Mm, and you're just like, no, yeah. no, he's a There's a age, priestess okay. where I think she might have been around, she was a younger priestess that, I think that's how the book one starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's another one where it's like, yeah. Eh, eh. They don't say how old she is, but she's young. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a little. And what other also bothered me was when Jennifer was jealous of like pubescent Siri <laughs> as a comp as competition for Geralt's affections, like sexual affections, and it was like, I don't, I don't. I don't like this. Right. Like, this is, like, why would you, one, ever want to be with somebody that you thought a 10-year-old girl <laughs> is your sexual competition? Like, that right there would be like, I'll just kill him and be done. Right. Like, no, I'm not. Yeah, I'm it wouldn't be, I'm jealous of you. It'd be like, so should we shall murder him? Do I need to kill somebody? Secret? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that... That was disturbing as well. So the books, in so many ways, especially the first three books, you get this aspect of this retelling of certain fairy tales. So we get a Beauty and the Beast, we get a Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, we get... Um, and you get that a little bit in the show. But it's the same degree, like, though. No, it's it's so, easier to overlook like, the fact that you are hearing the traditional fairy Well, like the story of Renfrey uh-huh. is Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, and you don't get that at all in the story. Right, you yeah. You get the huntsman aspect, but there's nothing in there about the seven dwarves or the seven right. men that there, she with. There are mentions within it that you're like, oh, that is a fairy tale. So you know that there are fairy tales being mentioned in the right. show. But the, the book is very obvious that this is a retelling of traditional fairy tales. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's so interesting the way that they do, the way that he does it, that it... Um, you get it. It's a retelling of fairy tales, and not all of them are. No, there's other stories in there. Um, but it just yeah, it's like the if you were to describe it as the side quests of the book. Yeah, are the fairy tales. The main quest is the original story. Yeah, and a little bit in between. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a little overlap. Yeah, and and so the the books come in, and these uh, each chapter is it's more or less the the short story uh uh it's, it's like a short story of Geralt's life each each little chapter is a chapter in Geralt's life something that they're doing and and the way that it happens and you can see them in the game and you can see them in the in the show but they're different and they almost take a little deciphering sometimes mm-hmm. where like uh, uh when you're reading through the book like um like the part that Renfrey's in there, and you're like, okay, here's Renfrey, and then you're like, oh, this is Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. <laughs> like, didn't catch that in the right, show. Yeah. Um, and the when Geralt and Yasker are captured by the fawn uh-huh, creature yeah. um, in the show, that's in the books, but when you're reading it, you don't realize you're there. And then I rewatched the show, and I was like, Oh, that's what that is, and that's where we're at, and there's more detail into it, and you get 
more into the stories of, of the of the world that they're in, the mythology that they're in, mm. um, without, but at the same time, you don't. It's, you know, you, they talk about, well, the merging of the spheres, and you're like, okay, what is that? And they're like, moving on. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that kind of puts me onto another point, too. So, like, Geralt is really interesting as a character because his morality, the reality of his morality is 20th century. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world that he lives in is not. And his his morality does not actually work in the world he's living in. Exactly, and that is his conundrum as a character. And so you have this situation too, which they, they use it word almost word for word in the show as they do in the book where he talks about his uh, fresh out of the woods well, out of Kaer Morin experience where he goes to rescue the girl who's being raped. She's been ripped out of her father's wagon away from his arms and is being raped by um, mm-hmm. these marauders. And he kills the marauders. And um, she, he expects the hero's thanks. And she pukes and cries. And calls him a monster, I think, too. No, she her. just pukes and cries. And he interprets that as her calling him a monster. Yeah. Like, he never says that she calls him a monster. She pukes and cries. This girl is absolutely devastated in basically every way she possibly could right. be devastated. There's not a whole lot of other reactions. She has no actual thought to have aside from I feel this like reaction and it becomes referring, interpretation yeah, that I must feel be treated like, as a monster. That, in that situation, that's just a failed perception on him. Like he's perceiving one thing but ignoring the mitigating reality. factors yeah. too. I but agree. I think but when it comes to morality also, though, what comes out stronger in the books in the movie or show is the the lesser the lesser two evils will I pick no evil right, comment. Yeah. Yeah. And but which I get like you know and we talk about that a lot even in our modern day situations where you know why pick an evil but then I think what the show and the book does really good about is if he doesn't pick a side it gets a lot worse it gets picked for him either way yeah is essentially what happened it got picked for him well he could have chosen to stay out and he it wouldn't have been chosen picked to for him. leave but yeah. it still would have been picked for him in a sense because one of them would have won and evil right. would have won out well and every time he tries not to act like so but that's when he chose what i'm saying is that time mm-hmm. is when he chose not to act because mm-hmm. he specifically says after that i decided to stay out of man's issues and only fight right. monsters but he because he doesn't comprehend that scenario it's a it's a scenario where he he has a dream of being this idealized white knight. Mm-hmm. He wants to be the hero, not just not just be the hero, recognized as the hero. Yeah. So there is his character flaw, um, one of his character flaws. But <laughs> <laughs> I, that's the that's the one that really arcs through the whole story, though. Yeah. Like everything he does, that you see it. Um, mm-hmm. He has other little things, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's. Yeah, but he wants to be the White Knight, and I think it is that, there is that that pressure of the, you know, there's an evil, greater or lesser evils, greater or lesser middling, as they put it, it's all evil, and I don't want to make a choice, Mm -hmm. and and it's destiny and all that, but 
you you can choose not to make a choice, but a choice will be made. Mm -hmm. And and that's the thing. And in Geralt's particular situation, um, he has power. Mm -hmm. And he has power in ways that he doesn't recognize, in ways that destiny has given him, but he has power in this world to actually make, make a change. choice. Yes. <laughs> that his, his choices can affect change. Exactly. I think that's the biggest thing, because a lot of times, especially for in books, uh, but in reality even, when you're somebody smaller, you feel like your choices can't affect change. He to a certain degree, is even aware that his choices can affect change. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think he's aware in many ways that even the little person makes change because in in, in the game mm -hmm. and in, in the show, he almost takes greater caution with people of smaller power mm -hmm. and the power that they have over their own lives. And so I think uh, to sit down and say that, or to, to looking at Geralt is, is complex and, and in all the different formats is complex, which is wonderful. He's, a, he's yeah. an interesting character for all the problems that as a woman you see in the, in the air, or as a person who people of color may see. Uh, there's a lot of other questions that come in there because the power Geralt has, mm -hmm. and destiny is a big thing in this, but if you remove even destiny from it, Geralt has a ton of power mm -hmm. in his world. Um, and the people that he runs upon, even the smaller people, the weaker people, all have power in their world mm -hmm. and affect change in the world and affect change in their own lives. Each individual little story has its own little vignette of somebody that has the ability to affect either their own life drastically or the lives of, of their township drastically. Mm -hmm. Though, unlike him, a lot of those people are not aware of that power. Absolutely. Geralt's not aware of his power. Well, I, I don't think he's fully aware of his power, but he knows that he can do things to... Geralt to... Uh, blinds himself to his actual political power. Alright. You know, that's the thing. Is he... Geralt actually... And, and you see it in particular in the game. Uh-huh. Um, but Geralt... He's had over a century of life, and his yeah, century of life has connected him with multiple I think, sorcerers. I don't think kings. he's completely clueless to his political power. I think he is choosing to ignore right. the political power. True. And be like, I'm not a politician, so yeah. this is I'm not just my a place. Witcher. I'm here for monsters. Like... I don't do this king stuff, royal stuff, politics stuff. Yeah. And But I think on some level, he's aware that he has effect. Um, because there's, I mean, you would have to assume his character incredibly dumb for his age. Which is obviously not. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's forceful ignorance. Like he's, mm -hmm. he is aware, but he's choosing to he, ignore it. I think there's a certain feeling to Geralt that he wants one and both of two things. Mm-hmm. He wants to be that heroic, exalted white knight, and he wants to be a sweet nobody. Right, he wants to be left alone and not have to deal with the world's problems. Yeah. There's a lot mm -hmm. in the books. There's a lot more in the books, I think, um, to go through than there is in the game and the And show. we are only about halfway through the books, too. True, so. yeah, we don't have the complete bit. 
what I have to say on the books in particular is that the perspective on the books, the way that it delves through people, is very different than most other authors. It's incredibly insightful into the human psyche in the sense that no one is really, no one is one-sided. Mm -hmm. I don't know that there's one character in this book that is in this series that I've read so far who's hollow, mm -hmm. who is single-minded, who is empty. Right. Um, everyone has more to them than you would initially suspect, than most authors would really give that character credit for. And I found that deeply enticing and, and in certain ways really intoxicating. It was it was so much fun going through and meeting each of these characters, mm -hmm. whether they were um, recurring or just one time. Right. Even um, in the in the Beauty and the Beast story with the the um, vampire character, mm -hmm. she was not a one sided character and you didn't see much about her, but in and what you found out about her, there was more. There was more to every character in there. And people that are villains are not fully villainous. People who are good are not fully good. Um, and and everyone is so much more complex than most fantasy writers, most writers in general, really give characters. And, and he does so in a way that is really simple. Mm -hmm. It feels easy. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't feel like something that he's working to where he's explaining to you right. anything. It simply is. Um, and I thought that was really, really uh, refreshing in a lot of ways. And yet the well on that, the bad guys are not exactly bad. The good guys are not, not exactly, exactly good. good. Um, but you understand the reasons why they're doing things. Yeah, you sympathize with almost everyone, at least a little bit. Almost. There are Not a couple everyone, people but... that you're like, you're really just an ass and deserve to die. Yeah. But, um, but most of the characters that really stick around or play a major part, mm -hmm. um, even if it's a, just a major part in one of those little subsections, right. you don't fully hate them if they're bad, you don't fully love them if they're it's good. It's kind of like Yaskir. Yeah. He's a creeper. But you kind of want to like you him. kind of like him. Yeah. But I so, feel like we've gone probably more focused on Witcher than we have the last two episodes. I think so that's because we had more good. source material that's for true. us, so there was more for us to talk about. And yeah, and I don't know why, but I feel less drunk after having had four, <laughs> three shots, I don't know how many shots of tequila and all the wine and maybe it's just because we were talking again that it was easier to maybe to as soon as we stand up we're gonna fall over who knows but <laughs> yeah we turn the camera off and be like oh <laughs> oh god <laughs> whoops oh. okay so since we have said so much and this is probably gonna be a really long video as is mm -hmm. we should probably admit here yeah. um so if you liked watching us discuss the witcher or any of our other videos please subscribe like the video um i think there's like a bell or something for to keep updated too about videos there i'm not as knowledgeable about that one i know that some of the youtubers i follow say ring the bell so that you can be updated when we post a video 
Um, so this is going to go on my channel that uh, I also post speed drawing videos so you can see my artwork too. If you ring the bell, you'll be notified when I post those as well. Um, but subscribe, like the video, comment, let us know what you think, what you'd want to hear us review, um, constructive criticism, no mean comments. Um, I guess I that's it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright. So, uh, hopefully we'll be doing some more videos. Next video, we should be wearing different clothes. One more thing. <laughs> that would be really weird if we ended up wearing the same outfits. Because we're going to record a separate day for the next uh, three videos. You never know. There's only so many things in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Alright. <laughs> well, that's fun. Alright, everybody. <laughs> Have a good night. Bye. Okay. Annabeth told me, one of my daughters told me that, um, Sometimes it feels like I have sequins on my legs. <laughs> I said, that's right, honey. I'm not hairy. I'm bedazzled. <laughs> that should be. We should make a sticker that says, I'm not hairy. I'm bedazzled. <laughs>